0: I'll give, I was, was talked about. I was going to talk about five things, and I got to two of them uh, for us to remember. And I'm just going to read the statement outline first of all. Remember what you have been saved from. Amen. everybody ought to have an experience in God to know what God has done for them and what God has delivered them from, that they can tell those folks that knock on the door. You want to ask me one time, you know? When I was, when I was, I, they talking to me, I I told me, just, let me just, let me ask you, what, tell me your spiritual experience. And they started telling me about Joseph Smith. And I said, that's not your personal experience. I want to know what you, what, what your, what your personal experience in God is. What has God done for you? What, what what kind of a relationship have you received from the Lord? And they started talking again. I said, no, I'm, I, I, I just want to let me, let me tell you mine. And uh, we need to we need to have a good fresh memory that what we can tell people what God has done for us. Yeah. That when they ask us, or when they say something to us, we can we can we can have an experience. Uh, I said we can have it, we, we should have an experience that it's worth telling to everybody. I appreciate all those amen's. Amen. amen. <laughs> and number 2 is amen remember those who have the rule over you. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Number 2. I flipped two pages remember those who are suffering. And that's where we're going to get into that tonight. Remember those that are, that have that are in suffering. And that would be that would be exactly what we would be talking about, amen, to be a fresh thing is, is Israel right now. Telling how many of those babies, just babies, they grab them and just cut their heads off. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's, really, that's really pleasing Allah, isn't it? It, it? it may please Allah, but it ain't pleasing God. Amen. And I've heard some of the stories. I, I don't have that. I need to get it. Amen uh sister Harrelson said something to me se first corinthians amen chapter twelve and that's think i think that's where i got to last wednesday, last wednesday night in verse number twenty seven uh, or second corinthians chapter twenty seven i don't have it amen both but let's just go on from there amen praise god amen number th- number three is Amen, for us to, to remember. Amen, those that are suffering. And, and, and well, I'm going to get that first of all. And I, I picked up a, an outline of one of the, my Bibles, uh, outlines of, uh, of the things about suffering and what, what your duties t- to your neighbors. Uh, we have a responsibility as Christians to our neighbors. amen. Paul said in Galatians, amen, I'll turn there in Galatians chapter number 5 and verses number 13, amen, for brethren we we have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by the love serving one another, for all the law is fulfilled in in one word, amen, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if we, if we bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed in one another. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Paul was writing to the Galatian church and he was saying that we have a responsibility not only to our neighbor or our brethren, but uh, we don't we don't want to have the church uh, feelings have feelings, amen. From one side to the other, amen. Uh, there's a lot of churches that uh, one side belongs to the Democrats and the other to the Republicans. I guess something like that. They uh, they have they have discord among the brethren, amen. And Paul was writing, hey, we don't want to bite and devour one another, amen. Amen You become spiritual cannibals Amen Romans chapter 13 and verse 8 Back up to Romans It talks about the royal Verse number 8 It says it like this O no man anything But to love one another For he that loveth another Hath fulfilled the law and some, some of the translations talk about the, it's the royal law. Amen. It's fulfilled the royal law. And, and of course, Jesus in Matthew chapter 22, Amen, talks to us about, Amen, I'll be verse 35 through 40. Here it is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy, mind, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the other one is love your neighbor. As yourself. On these two hangs all the law and the prophets. Amen. That's, that's kind of un, unusual there, but Jesus said, Amen. In those two commandments, it's, that's the royal law. It's what they call the royal law. Amen. He, Jesus gave it to us. Amen. Amen. Number two is the duty of each one of us is, is to love your enemies. Amen. Or, duty to, to your enemies. You, you, you've got a responsibility to your enemies. Pray for them. Once you go back to Proverbs, we'll go back to Proverbs and we'll uh, read a few verses of Scripture in Proverbs. Amen, the 25th chapter of Proverbs. And, uh, y- you know, we, 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 need, we need to pray for the, uh, the enemy That God can get to them. And we're talking about Israel at the present time. Amen. But Proverbs 25, chapter 25, and verse 21 and 22 says it like this. If thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. Amen. If the enemy's hungry, feed him. If, he's, if he was needing some water, give him a drink. And what you do in your kindness, you will heap coals of fire upon his head. Now, I shouldn't even say this kind of carnally, but uh, uh, now I, I heard this from my pastor, from my pastor some years ago. And he was telling it that this woman come in to talk to him and uh she was talking about how, how her husband had been beating her up and they're doing this, that, and the other. And, and he said, well, sister, uh, have you heaped coals of fire up on her head? He, she said, no, I hadn't thought of that, but I threw some hot coffee on him one time and that didn't do no good. So, I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that means that you are to give so much kindness to him that he's ashamed to act like he does. Hello. Amen. Also, verse seventeen and eighteen, the same chapter. Withdraw thy foot from thy neighbor's house, lest he be weary of thee and so hate thee. A man that beareth false witnesses against his neighbor is is a maul and a sword. Amen, and a sharp arrow. Amen. Anybody, a man that beareth false witnesses tries to make everybody else look bad, or make makes in somebody else's eyes. Amen. You're, you're you're liable to get the sword. Amen. In yourself. Amen. Romans chapter twelve. Now we're talking about the duty to your enemies. All right. You got you got you got a responsibility somehow. Amen, to be the one that stands between. Amen, the, the conflict. Amen, in uh, Romans chapter 12 and verse 17 through 20, it says it like this, amen. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, and I will, as, as I'm gonna, and I'll take care of that. I'll repay, saith the Lord. Don't, don't try to uh, always pay back. Payback sometimes don't solve the problems of anything. It gets you in deeper problems. Matthew, chapter 25, and uh, I will read a few verses of Scripture there. Well, verse 30, 25, verse 31, amen, I'll... Uh, I'll come back to another one in just a minute. I was I skipped a little bit. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 31. And he shall send his angels, amen, the great s- sounds, uh, 24, excuse me, amen, 25, amen. And when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him Shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd doth divide his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. Amen. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of the Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And he will, Amen. And then he says, I was out because I was hungry and you fed me. Amen. You, amen. And, and, uh, and I was thirsty and you gave me drink. And I was stranger and you took me in. And I was naked and then you closed me. And they were going to say, What do we do this to you? I don't remember doing this, Lord, do you? But as, as, as much as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. In other words, you show kindness to your neighbor; you're actually showing kindness to God. That's what he's saying. And then he talked about the negative: if you don't do it, Amen, Lord. When did we not do this to you? And so forth. You know, it's 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 a it's a, it's a responsibility that we have, Amen, to make sure that we are endeavoring to do the kind things of, of a Christian. Praise God, Christ-like, a God thing. Amen. And duty to strangers, amen. That's just what, the third, third uh, duty that we have, amen. And, and, and then the fourth duty we have is a duty to the sick. First to pray for them, not just at church, but in a prayer life, amen, we should be, and that's why we take prayer requests here. Almost every service we have, amen, we, uh, we take prayer needs, especially on Wednesday nights. And don't forget these people. When they tell you that so-and-so is fixing to have a surgery or someone is sick in body, or, or in, and, and we will pretty well know uh, what the needs are in that life, don't forget those. Don't forget those that are praying for their lost children. Amen, and the needs in that, amen. Hallelujah. James, James chapter five and verse 13. Go back to, go over here to James, and uh, we'll talk about, amen. And I had it marked, but it's all slipped down. James chapter, chapter five. And uh, we'll begin reading at verse number 13. Is any among you that's afflicted? Let, let him pray. Is any, is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Rejoice together. Praise God together. When we hear of victories, I, I like to hear people sometime when we're having prayer requests telling what God has done. But the last time we prayed, or what, how things turned out. If there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, amen, shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise them up. And if they've committed sins, they shall be forgiven them, him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. Amen. That ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of righteous people availeth much. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So our prayers, our prayers for others, amen, again, God records those. I, I, I believe I believe that the prayers you prayed last night, the prayers you prayed last week, I believe those prayers are not dead prayers and echoes off the walls of heaven and they're gone. Amen. I, I believe that God amen bottles up our peers and he, he 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 gathers up our prayers. you don't waste your time when you pray, even if you don't see the things that amen that God uh really has done i, I he's, he's a miracle worker there's no doubt what God can do. amen hallelujah and okay those those are four duties uh our neighbors and our enemies, our strangers, and also for the sake of our own own people or other people. Amen. We ought to be sensitive, God, to those. Now part three of what we're supposed to remember. Remember those who have the rule over you. Oh we should skip that one I guess. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. Everything has an order. The chickens have a pecking order. The cows have a button order. Amen. You, you go out on the farm and you'll find out who, who's, who's the rooster. Who's the, who's the head rooster. The lions have uh, the head lion. I mean, he's, he, he runs the roost of all of them. I don't care how many more males there is around. Uh, he, he's the boss. Amen and uh, there's a there's a battle to the death most of the time when there's a change in who's in charge or whatever I'm not trying to get all in that I'm just telling you that we need to recognize spiritual leadership and a church setting like this here amen tonight it is uh, it is we understand that the pastor and the church is the, is the leadership. Amen. And uh, I, I think uh, you, got a, you got a sermon a week or so ago, you know, from the watching it on the wall. We need, to, we need to take heed to that because uh, I, I would put myself in there too, I guess, a little bit. But uh, it's mine and Brother Harrelson's responsibility to see things that you don't see. I don't see no wrong with that. But I see where it's taking you. I see what kind of spiritual direction you're traveling. Amen. And, and we, don't, we don't throw roadblocks. We just tell you, amen, uh, don't travel that road. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13. Just back a little from James there was where I was. Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, and I will begin reading the verse number seven. Hebrews chapter 13 and 7. I just well, I could back up to six. That's right. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith followeth, considering the end of their conversation considering their ends of what they've taught, preached, talked, amen, and said, amen. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I guess why that's just thrown in there is this, that he is, he is really all of our spiritual leaders. we got to follow him and listen to him, amen, because he has the rule over all of us that he has put, put in charge Amen, for, uh, for us to minister things of need in people's lives. And I'm not trying to pad anything. Amen. Then I'm going to tell you, you know what you got? I heard, well, I'm going to tell a little joke again. Not joke, but things that said, said a boss man, he chewed this man out. And so he he goes home. He's so so mad, and so when he walks in the house, he, he starts abusing his wife and kicking her around or saying things to her. And so she do not know she can't do it back to him, so she goes get the kids and start beating them on him, you know, whatever. She's mad, that's where she vents it out on somebody else. And the kids run out of the house and they get the dog. It's a pecking order. <laughs> Uh, are are some of you laughing kind of a grinning because uh, you say yeah I know how that works (laughs) the amplified bible says in verse number 7 remember your leaders and superior amen amen remember for they are watching for your soul amen Remember they're the one on the wall. They're the one that's somebody's we're trying to help each other. Amen. I don't really think it would be, you know, I don't think it's a sin for you as a as a brother or a sister to see uh see the situation in somebody else's life and say, brother or sister, we're praying for you because I, I feel like that uh you uh, probably uh, are not seeing the situation that I see it, and uh, I, I just don't think that you ought to be. You ought to be doing these things: pray for each other. Don't go to, to your friend's house or the saints next door or whatever, and start talking about somebody's problems, the situation, the circumstances. Best thing you do is pray. Amen. Amen. God honors our praying. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to turn back to Nehemiah. And uh, I I just want to maybe deal with him just a little bit. Nehemiah chapter 4. And how many know who Nehemiah is? Most everybody does. Nehemiah. He was in Shushan, amen, in the Persian kingdom. And and he uh, got a burden because he had heard, now this is 70 plus years after, I don't remember exactly the dates now, but uh, the children of Israel, had, some of them already had gone back. Uh, Zerubbabel, and he he gone back, uh, and they gone back to uh, tried to rebuild the the temple of, of, of Solomon that was torn down and, uh, and and they got they got discouraged because of the conflicts because the, all the talk was that you can't do it and the talk was that uh, you, you you're, you're, you're not you're not going to build this uh, and all the Sam Ballets and Tobias and all of them. Of course, that was in Nehemiah's time, but they got them so discouraged that they quit building even on the temple. And so God had to lay it on the heart of a man that was way over there in Persia, it is now, or Iran. And he got, to, got such a burden that he could not really do his job of serving the king properly. You know, you know the story, I'm sure, and and he wanted to go back and help. Amen. Uh, Nehemiah chapter four and verse eleven. Amen. And uh, he, he 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 was telling what he found when he got back there. He said, he said, and their adversaries said, they shall not know, neither see. Till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease. And it came to pass that when the Jews, which drew, dwell in, with them, came and they said unto us ten times, for all the places wherein ye shall return unto us, they will be upon us. Amen. Therefore. Said I in the lower places, behold, behind the walls, and sit on the high places, and I even sit people after their families, and with their swords and their spears and their bows. I, I, I didn't pay no attention to what they were saying, but I just started sitting them. And he knew. Uh, I, I tell you what, I'm going to put everybody close to their own house. You'll you, you protect your house. Where you want to protect the city or not, or whatever. You, uh, and so he, he set everybody by his own things, by his own family. And so if you're attacked, then uh, you can, uh, you, you, you'll fight more for your family anyway. And, and I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord. Which is great and terrible, and it fights for your, your brothers and your, your sons and your daughters and your wives and your houses? Amen. Are you just going to let them have it all? Or are you going to fight for your sons and your daughters and your wives and your houses? And are, 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 are you going to let fear destroy your faith? Amen. Now we're, we're, we're talking here, we've got to remember. Amen. Amen. the leadership, and that's what I wanted to point out, how Nehemiah overcame all of the opposition, even from his own people. Nobles and all of those other folks, you know. Amen. <laughs> and I got this in, I got this in writing. I, read it, I wrote it several weeks ago. But uh, now we hear this from, from some of our enemies of the flesh. Uh, we were going to use nuclear bombs if you support the Ukraine. You can't not support, amen, uh, the Ukraine because we're going we're to come and we're going to overthrow the government there and we're going to destroy them and we're going to bomb them until whatever. And you can't, you, if you support them, uh, we're going to use nuclear bombs on you. And that didn't work. And then they said, if you supply them with tanks, uh, we're, going to, uh, we're going to bomb you folk with nuclear bombs. Well, that didn't work either, did you? And if you give defense to them, or is defenses, which is uh, some kinds of trying to prevent us from bombing them, uh, we just want to bomb free and no, 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 have no worries about them trying to, to stop them. We, we, if, you do, if you give them the defenses, we, we can't bomb them, we, we, we'll nuclear bomb you. And then another one, if you give them rockets for offense, that's going to make us to our nuclear bombs and bomb them. Have you ever heard that the last few weeks, months, year? That's what Russia has said at every step of the way Amen. You don't, you, you, if you're for them, you're against us. And if you're against us, we can, we can bomb you. We're going to send nuclear bombs. Right? And it, 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 I mean, they really, they, they really want to make us believe that. Amen. And I told this story about, uh, some years ago, and, Harrelson uh, knows about it. This man's somewhere in close to Laurel, Mississippi. He was past preaching a revival. And as he was down on his knees praying, he meant one day while he was just waiting for the night to come so he could preach, he was been preaching, and he was praying all the daytime. And, and uh, the janitor come in and uh, he was a deacon as well as a janitor of the church and he said you you might my way to keep you stop you praying this church is just he ain't gonna have no revival here and nobody's gonna get the Holy Ghost in this church amen and the evangelist got up and said over your dead body we were gonna have revival and he actually had faith enough I guess to believe he called the undertakers and said you gotta get get ready for some dead people because we there church is going to have a revival and if I think it was before the week was out four was three or four three or four of the people in that church fell over dead they had one of the greatest revivals they've ever had uh, do, just don't pay no attention to the negatives Nehemiah Nehemiah God needs more Nehemiah's to lead his people it was the leadership of Nehemiah. And they were probably outnumbered 10, 20, to maybe 30 or 40 to one because Nehemiah didn't have very much help behind him. But guess what he did? So I just read the scripture. He told him, you gotta fight for your family. You gotta fight for your, for your house. You gotta fight for your children. Amen. And guess what Nehemiah did? Took that ragged bunch of people Excuse me, I may I should not have said it that way. The greatest of them (laughs) took those few people and built the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. Which could not have been done for almost 100 years from the time it was torn down until then. I think it was, I can't remember that. Forgive me for not remembering it all. Amen. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a desire and where there's, there's faith in our hearts to believe that we're on God's side. If you know that you're on God's side, don't just hope that uh, the Lord's going to save you. And just hope that, you know, and uh, I'm, 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 going to, I'm going to vent something here in a minute. But i don't watch it. But I think that 90% of all the backsliders are planning on getting right with God if God would just put, blow the horn one time and say five minutes from now, oh, I mean, you'd, <laughs> you would imagine what would happen. They're not planning on living for God, but they're planning on going to heaven. Why? Why does people get that idea? Where'd they get that idea? Where'd they get the idea that they don't they don't want to live for God, but they, they they certainly are planning on making it to heaven? But I'm going to tell you, uh, I may be talking about that maybe Sunday. I don't know for sure. Amen. But we've got to we we've got to awaken. Amen. Number four, I'm going to try to get through my, uh, I'm going to get through it, yeah. Remember the truths that you have been taught in the Bible. Remember your elders. Remember those that are, have rule over you or we would say not that way. We have have uh, spiritual directions to give you. Amen. A preacher tries to render his heart, amen, out to, to give you. Amen. And you are to remember the truths that you have been taught in the Bible. And I'm going to just I mean let's let's turn to Jude for this one for just kind of a starter. Jude, Amen the uh only chapter. And uh Yeah. Jude, verses 1 through 8. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, that's, that's Jesus' brother. Amen. He was the controller of, this, of the church in Jerusalem at that time. We, we call it, he was the general superintendent of the church. Amen. And them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of that common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. I'm not, I'm not just going to read all this through. But Jude said that we must earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Don't forget the roots. Don't forget, amen, where you came from. Amen. For there are certain men, in unawares, amen, who were before the old ordained, to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude said it before the century was ever over for the church, somewhere writing around, I don't remember 70 A.D. or in, in that. But he is already seeing that there was a falling away or, or there was a discarding of the laws and the principles and the salvation message that was given to us in the Acts, the six, six, second chapter. And now we're 2,000 years almost beyond that. You cannot, you cannot go but what you're you know, what you hear as to what you're going to believe. You know, John 3.16 is not salvation because Jesus had not even been crucified. That was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. You can't, you can't put your salvation on John 3.16. Right, because I'm talking to the choir, I think, but uh, we've got to understand that people are kept, it's watering down from here and there and, and so forth. we got to get back to the, uh, to the original. Amen. Number five, verse number five. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew, but you forgot, you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed them that believe not the children of Israel that died in the wilderness, only Joshua and Caleb, 20 years old and upward, made it to the promised land. They died in the wilderness because they did not believe that God could deliver them, amen, out of the hands of the, uh, of the people. Well, they, saw, they saw the giants and... Refrain from walking by faith or whatever. Amen. Amen. Now verse number six. And the angels. Now Judas, Judas really, he's talking about the children of Israel that died in the wilderness. Now he's talking about the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under the darkness, unto the judgment of that great, or the great day. The angels. The angel failed to live for God in heaven. And I'll I'm I I've I've got a word that I'm gonna talk about. And I want you to, if you don't remember anything I've said, you're gonna remember what I said last tonight before I before I close. Amen. Verse number eight. Likewise. He meant even uh, Sodom, or excuse me, in verse number seven, the angels, they fell from heaven because they didn't want to give reverence and respect to God. They wanted to lift themselves up, right? So Lucifer, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner give themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of an eternal fire. Jude is just reminding them of all the times that God got tired of the way that the people were living. They were not following God. They were not listening to the preacher, (laughs) So, so to speak. They were not being obedient to God. And judgments come here and judgments come there. And uh, Sodom and Gomorrah are there. And likewise, these filthy dreamers defiling the flesh, despising dominions and speaking evils, evil of dignitaries or dignities. Amen. They, they don't like nobody to tell them what to do. Every time you hear a message, you ought to examine it and say, is that truth Amen. And we, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's a whole lot better to drive on the wall side than on the, on the, on the fence side or, or falling off of a mountain. Just, just hug the wall as close as you can, rather than trying to see how far you, how easy you can live on the edge. Amen. I'm gonna skip down to four, verse 14. Jude is a is a wonderful book to read. I mean, he's he, he he sizes it up pretty good. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these sayings. Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand saints to execute judgments upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all the things hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Amen. These are murmurers and complainers and walking after their own desires or lust. Amen. And their mouths speak great swelling words and having men's person in admiration because of the advantage. Amen. Well, uh, you know, I I think that we ought to listen to what other people are saying, you know, whatever. I mean, my, my, my. You know, c- can I read on? Amen. But, beloved, remember these: ye the, the words which were spoken before of the apostles and our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last times who should walk after their own God, ungodly lust. These are they which separate themselves sensually, having not the Spirit. But ye, beloved, build up your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. This is what through it all Jude said, don't don't let your spirit get cold. Amen. And I I, I do know that I do know that 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 we're all have a tendency to kind of coast in the Remember, don't be drawn away by a new and improved salvation. Amen. Amen. They'll say that. I mean, that's that's, that's what they, they'll always say. Well, this is a new and improved thing, so you need that too. You know, if we don't watch it, that's the way we all will be our Christian life be drawn away by this new improved salvation. Amen. And I'm, I'm going to be just kind of a little sarcastic here a little bit. New improved salvation is not getting a lot of songs that gives you hip-hopping and jumping and, 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 and like you see sometimes in what we would call religious services that you can't feel a thing in. I've been there. I saw it. We need something, amen, that the spirit moves us. We worship God. I, uh, uh, I'm not picking now. Okay, I'm not picking. But uh, there's a lot of times that we uh, get up here and say, well, well, let's just give the Lord a hand clap, you know. And everybody joins in. How many, how many, how many do that? Let's, let's, let's just clap the hands for the Lord. Well, why don't you go ahead and do the rest of that one of you Shout. Yeah. Hallelujah. Shout. Let's shout. Why don't we just all get up and shout? No. We 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 got a religious hand, but we ain't got a religious heart. And then please God forgive me for but but folks Let's don't play religion. Let's just get a hold. Don't be drawn away by the things that's going on in this world, even as call it religion, when there is no depth of salvation in it. And I don't care where you say Amen or not. I'm just going to tell you that. Amen. There is no godly sorrow. There's no tears. There's no repentance. There's no changing lifestyles. Amen. Just accept Christ and and you believe everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Now, that is not Bible. That's just what people have uh, kind of took from, amen. No spiritual experience. No testifying of the things that God has done. No association, amen. A... Uh, no lack of association with the world; they're st- still feeling that they're so comfortable in the world. Don't feel comfortable. You can't feel comfortable in the world. Amen. And now, I'm, now I'm going to get down to business. Amen. Revelation chapter three and verse one. Revelation chapter three and verse one. Unto the angel of the church of Sardis. Write these things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works and that thou hast hast a name that thou livest but art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which which remain that are ready to, be, to die for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore which thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent, if thou shalt not watch, I will come to thee and the thief, and shalt, shall not know what hour I will come upon you or uh, upon thee. Thou hast a few names even in Sardis which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk, Amen, with me. Now I'm I'm getting to the to the the fifth remembering now, remember, remember what thou hast lost. How many of you can say that you're closer to God now than you was five years ago or 10 years ago, what it is? You know what? We ought to be growing closer to God, but we still, time has a way of losing your honeymoon with God. Can I say it that way? Oh, how much love there was. Oh, my. And I, I, I know it's, it's, it's a natural thing. Amen. I, you know, I've walked up to a few of these young couples, and I say, Is the honeymoon over? In other words, uh, y'all got to learn how to fight and fuss. Because you know the 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 new wears off, even in in the spiritual with God, but we cannot lose that sense of what God has done for us. Amen. Remember what you lost. We've got to remember what we lost. And I'm going to go through Revelations a little bit, and uh, we I, I I just read to you. I just read you Revelations chapter 3. But let's back up to Revelations chapter 2. And this is the beginning of the church age. Now I think all of us believes and knows and understands where we can actually mark the debarkation of one of these examples to Amen the starting of another. But from Ephesus all the way to Laodicea is a period of time since the birth of the church, that second chapter, and when he comes after it. Have you ever read the second and third chapters and tried to see what's going on in that period of time? And uh, uh, I'm going to read Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1 amen on down upon the angel of the church of Ephesus right now this is the first century church and going over possibly to the second and maybe the third century and they'll overlap amen a little bit but these things meant he that holdeth the seven stars which was holding in the seven stars in his right hand and who walked in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks and every one of these represents Jesus Christ in some way he meant in the first chapter of Revelation in some way that his appearance was. I know thy works and thy labors and thy patience and how that thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say that they are apostles and are not and hath found them liars. There was problems in the church in the first century. You can read Paul's writings and you can find that. Amen. hast borne, verse number three, have borne and hast patience. For my name's sake hast thou labored and hath not fainted. Amen. Come on, early church. Amen. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou have left thy first love. The, the early church was slipping in a lot of ways. Amen in the first century. And I know we've had renewals, but uh, we may talk about that. But, but we, we, we don't need to lose what the Bible says. We've got to go back always to the first century when the Bible was, uh, salvation was laid out there to us. Amen? Amen. And then verse number five, remember therefore from whence thou hast fallen and repent and do the first works over, or do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlesticks out of its place. Oh, but this thou hast, that thou hast, thou hast the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which also I hate, or which also I also hate. The early church had the deeds of Nicolaitans, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read these. these These are the beliefs of the Nicolaitans. These were the sect of the Gnostics, who practiced and taught impure and immoral doctrines, such as community wives committing adultery and fornication was not a sinful thing to them. They were in the early church. There, and I say they were in the first century or second century church. Could you imagine? Jesus Christ said, these Nicolaitans, they are, they've done come into the church and tried to have a, have a religious practice of sin. Amen. This was similar to the doctrine of the Balaam which caused Israel to sin when they were on their way into the Promised Land? You know the story. He told them to get their good-looking women out there and, and entice the the Jewish people, the, the men folks, to come to their come to their banquets. It was an immoral situation. I think of how many people died? Thirty-something thousand people, Jews died that day because they, they joined themselves. Amen to Balaam. It is the same religion that Jezebel tried to bring into Israel in Ahab's time when Elijah, when Elijah got up and did his thing. Amen. They lost their first love for God, and, but they did take up other stuff. Brothers and sisters, he can slip from us if we don't keep preaching and teaching and talking and, and hammering sometimes about the things that we need to do to stay keep out of this world. Amen. amen. They lost their first love and then they started, amen, indulging themselves in second love. They didn't lose love. This is my notes. They didn't lose love but the one that they supposed to be loving they set aside. People love human flesh more than they do the Spirit of God. Needless, all this was in the first church, the church of Ephesus. Amen. Then notice Smyrna, the persecuted church. That was, that was when they were dying. Amen. Amen. Uh, it it is uh, if that was somewhere in the third, fourth, and fifth centuries. In in that period of time, Amen. When they were suffering so much persecution and and dying, being burned at stakes and etc. Amen, Amen. They stood for truth. Some of them did. Amen. You can read that. Amen. Then came Pergamus. Amen. Notice in verse fourteen, uh, of the second chapter there. Verse fourteen says it. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast their, them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. Okay, there's Balaam again. In the third, or the fourth, excuse me. Uh, or th- No, the third, excuse me. Uh, in the third group of people, that was, that was another church age, and they were holding the doctors of Balaam. Amen. Amen. Uh, and, uh, and uh, I know I read that verse verse again I have a few things against thee because thou have the the doctrine of, of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat these things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication oh my it's always been a battle always been a battle for this church to keep itself separated from the world and the things that can seem okay amen because whatever is going on amen Revelation chapter 2 and verse 18 these are the this is the fourth amen chapter 2 and verse 18 and unto the church of the Thyatira write these things which saith the Son of God, amen, who hath the eyes, amen, His flaming fires, and his feet as fine brass. I know thy works and thy charities and servant and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to, to, to be more than the first. In other words, this is a church that's trying to be a reformer. I think it's starting the Refo- reformation type period of time. They're trying to get back, notwithstanding, I have few things against you. Even because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce m- m- my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Now, I mean, it was starting the first church, right on down to the second, third, and fourth church. These, these things. And the devil always try to throw something a stomach block into the church to cause it to lose its spiritual relationship with God and take in the immorality of the world. Am I am I, am I making sense to you? Amen. Oh my. Here then is the, the seducing spirits of Jezebel. Who introduced, amen, a sexual immorality as being a religious practice, amen. And the Jews were kind of uh, followed along with it. Or say, I, I say, it was in the church. Amen, say it that way. Amen. And this is the 21st century. What has been lost from the very first century, we don't need to to set it aside. God's coming after a, a, a church that was born the day of Pentecost. Amen. Amen. And I am thankful for the doctrine that we believe in. Amen. And we need not to slack up because everything that the devil has, he's trying to, to slice in or move into to where that he can pollute the church. Revelations chapter in verse 14 seventh church and unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write these things saith the amen the faithful and true witness in the beginning of the, uh, of the creation of God I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot so that kind of describes the latter church it? the last day church that's us amen so then because you aren't lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, the Lord said, I'm going to spill you out of my mouth. But because thou sayest, I am rich, increased in goods, and have need of nothing, knowing not that thou thou art wretched and miserable and poor and naked and blind and naked, I counsel thee. Oh, man. That's where we are, brothers and sisters. That's where we are. We are in the Laodicean church age, and we do not be, need to be blinded right. by what's going on yonder and there and whatever. And as I said a while ago, and, I, and, and this, this I have said publicly before, that, uh, that, that I was jealous, I was jealous some 30, 40 years ago when the people in Dothan was having all these, what you would call, uh, uh, (coughs) situations and circumstances where it's all coming together and fellowshipping together. And uh, so blinded was people that they thought, I walked into one that was not, was not, uh, a part of our church. But everybody there went to this church, I think, or 90% of them did. And I walked in and I spent my few minutes there and I said, Listen, Let's go. I'm gone. Why? We're having a big time here. <laughs> and it made me so mad. I wanted to call fire down because. The spirit of that place was, was actually something that, that I think that I just got through reading about. They were trying to pull and get a spirit. And brothers and sisters, you've got to kill. stay on the up and up. Amen. Beware. The devil's going to put every trap in your way Amen. You, would, you need to pray for Brother Harrelson and myself. Amen. All right, you don't have to pray for me no more about that, but pray for Brother Harrelson. The world is out to try their best to destroy That's right. That's right. any man of God or whatever. And he was out to destroy the church. The devil's always been trying to destroy the church. I just read it through the, all the years. And I, I did have a lot of notes that I didn't skip it over because I can, I can pretty well pinpoint some of the stuff that was going on in some of the, some of the centuries back of what the church was. was. And I, I may not need to say a whole lot of it, but, uh, but the church introduced a lot of things. It's, 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 it's caused its spiritual downfall. And I'm not talking about the Pentecostal church. I'm talking about Church as per name I won't say this publicly I'll say it matter a minute if you cut that off up there a minute, but't but, uh, don't, but I, uh, Genesis chapter two I, I want to uh, I want to show you how the devil has done his best. This is what I'm going to conclude with. Genesis chapter 2. And I will read begin reading it verse number 15. And this I want you all to pay attention to. Genesis chapter 5, 2 and verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded man saying, of every tree of the garden thou shalt freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now, we, I'm not going to get into all the doctrine of that, but, uh, but they died, a spiritual death. Amen? Amen. Okay. All right. Uh let's let's drop down to chapter three and verse number five. Now, this is very familiar stuff to us. But God doth know. Now let me just now here's after after just right after right after God gave that commandment to to Adam the Lord said it is not good for a man to be alone, so he made him a helpmate. Amen. And then, you know, go on down just a few verses, and then down to chapter 3 and verse 5. I, I, I'm, you can really start reading verse thir- 3 if you want to, chapter 3 and verse 1 if you want to, but, but I'm getting down to verse number 5. Amen. And the serpent, well, we have verse four, verse 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Don't worry about that. For God knows that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye and the tree of desire to be made one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and, he did eat. That's, that's, that's familiar scriptures, isn't it? But I want to tell you something. Jeff Arnold said it, and I've already quoted it several times. Jeff Arnold said it, the first three chapters of Genesis basically lays the foundation for the whole Bible. And I'm going to lay you a foundation just a, just, just a second. What was it What was it that Eve saw or what was it that Eve did that is as natural to humanity as today? Right now, every one of us, we are tempted by the same thing that Eve was. And sometimes we reach for that to the detriment of our own souls, the church and God. And that is, it was something for herself. She only thought of herself. She she pushed God aside. What God said didn't mean a thing to her. It was what the thing was that appealed to her flesh. Amen? Come on now. Every one of us are trying trying to climb the the uh what you call the corporate ladder or trying to do this or trying to amen uh, trying to grab th- stuff of this world. The devil has got us all many times bound to where that if we don't wake up and recognize that God's first That's right. and he'll take care of us rather than us trying to neglect God and reaching for the world. That's, right. That's what Eve did. Elected, she didn't, she paid no attention to what Adam told her. She knew better. But this was for her own sake. That's, that's where every one of us is. If we don't watch it, we'll lose our desire for God for self-aggrandizements and self-accomplishments. And brethren, the devil can pull us until he gets us totally, totally off course. Lord, I thank you, God, for the word. And we got to remember these things because I believe, God, that they are something that is very important to us not to neglect salvation for this world's accomplishments and desires. Amen. To reach in Lord, they, the devil is dangling everything before us. Amen. If we'll just somehow neglect you and reach for the things. We can accomplish things in this world. We can achieve things, but it would not be spiritually profitable to us. Help us, Lord, to always keep you first in our life in Jesus' name. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, his righteousness. God will take care of the rest for you. Amen. Lord bless you.